tomato. What a tomato? I know. I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. What a tomato. No, no, seriously. I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. Are you high? Just tell me where I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato. Is this a metaphor? What a Tomato Produce Company in San Francisco. For all your wholesale produce needs, 2055 Jared Avenue. It's two o'clock. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. You hear the trippy music. It's time. It's time for Some Call Me Tim. Dang it. I always try to time it with this weird th- thing that comes out in a second. It like, Some Call Me Tim. And it goes, wow. Okay, I tried my best. Today, uh, we have a very special guest, comedian David Klein. He also does other things other than comedy, but he's with us today. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Howdy. Howdy. Uh, I was just checking checking your mic. It it seems a little it seems a little soft. I can uh, I can I can make some resonance. Yeah, it seems so soft. Let me see why that would be happening. Sure. Uh, why don't you switch to three? Because that one is just there. Oh, you know what? It's because someone switched three and four, and that's actually four. Is that one? And three was. Wow! 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 I hate I hate people. Damn those people. I yeah, I hate they switched they switched okay. my microphone. Is, is this better? Yeah, that's it cuz that's actually Voice, microphone 3. So okay. microphone 3 is supposed to be the one that's on the tripod because it's 3. But uh people suck here and they don't put things back. Anyways, <laughs> that's it's just like <laughs> we could have done if I wouldn't have been listening, we could have done the whole show and we would have we would have barely heard you and that would have been awful. That would have been a travesty <laughs> for some call me Tim cuz the whole day here is about you, David Klein. Oh wow. And what you believe in. Very That's little. what this show is about. <laughs> really, very little? What about yourself? You believe in yourself? I have my moments. You believe in Jesus? No, hell no. no. I'm not okay, crazy. Good. No, I, make, that makes sense. <laughs> That's a good trick. You tried to slip one on me. Right, I tried, to, I tried to scare you. Scare yeah. it in there. Uh, Klein's a Jewish last name. Were you raised Jewish? I was raised Jewish, yeah. Oh, all right. And, and so definitely not a Jesus lover. Uh, but what Different. are... But you're not... You're, you don't practice, you're not like kosher or anything? You don't no, I practice almost nothing. Uh, you eat cheeseburgers? You're not into that whole dairy thing? I eat cheeseburgers. Thing? Yeah. I, uh, every once in a while, will like fast for a tenth of a day on Yom Kippur. Like I'll make it a couple oh. hours and then be like, what am I doing? Yom Kippur is badass though because don't all your sins get forgiven on that once a year? It's like... I, that's your, yeah, you have this, the book of life is open two weeks prior. Right. God's book. And then you have two weeks to make apologies. And, and, uh, and then, Which actually is nice. It's actually a nice tradition, I gotta say. To, to apologize to everybody? To like have a time of the year where you can, uh, it reminds you you're supposed to apologize to people. And I've, I've done that actually sometimes. And is that where everybody gets the idea about Jewish guilt? Because that's that's kind of a thing. Like you're, you're like, you better apologize. Think about apologizing. I think it's Who more you, maternal you, than that. What do you feel guilty about? <laughs> is there anything you feel guilty about? Oh yeah, all sorts of shit. Really? Oh God. But yeah. so, and this is, I mean, this will be interesting to talk about, but does guilt connect with morality is it that you feel guilty because you feel like you did something wrong something against your morals or ethics or is it that somebody 
guilts you into something and then you say oh i i wouldn't have known that i was supposed to feel badly about that but now that you told me oh uh, no for me it's it's the former it's the morality the direct link to perceived so, morality or whatever but so then why even why not just change your morality why even feel the feelings of guilt why not change it so that that's okay or whatever you did what because what, what, let's, let's say the thing is wrong. oh all right well okay we'll, we'll take it we'll take a really basic one and one that's gonna be confusing because it could seem super jewish so it's not so like i'm trying not to eat pork because pigs only because pigs are smart that's only because it. pigs are smarter than nothing dogs. to do with Absolutely. right yeah like when there's that dog festival and everyone's complaining i want to be like shit put some bacon on the dog like oh fuck yourself yeah but <laughs> yeah. um when uh yeah, but when I eat pork, I'm like, oh, this is delicious. I'll feel bad, but not because of any. Oh, I don't want to change. Like, it doesn't make it doesn't change the fact you that they're intelligent feel animals. Guilty about eating yeah. pork because you feel moralistically that they're intelligent creatures, and it's that you're ta- you're stealing someone's life, something's life. Sure, not so directly. Something but yeah. meaningful's life. You don't want to just ingest it. Well, I don't know if it's meaningful, but at least it's intelligent. So, but. So you respect intelligence? Sure, yeah. So would you to eat? St- would you eat stupid people? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think. That, I don't know if there's anything wrong with eating people either. I, 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 like. I, see, and we've been getting into this lately, and I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with it either. Long pig. That's what they call it on certain islands and stuff. Long pig. That's like that's human. Is long. Cre- pig. It's real creepy. It sounds creepier than human. Yeah, long, long pig. pig. That sounds like the worst porn star's name. It sounds like. Actually, it sounds like that would be a really interesting porn. Long pig. With cannibals, and yeah. they were hunting them on the island, and then they, you know, put and they them bang naked on sticks or whatever, and then before they <laughs> bang them, and then they eat them. Yeah. Yeah, it could have some weird sexual overtones. You know what I always enjoyed were the, um, whenever Bugs Bunny was going to get cooked, and they'd put him in a pot, and then, like, you add the vegetables, and he's, like, bathing himself with oh, the yeah, soup I liquid. That. that always made me laugh. Yeah, that's kind of disturbing. That, like, the animal's like, yeah, just, or it's the whole frog you know, pot thing, which yeah. is terrible because the poor frogs and who tested this theory that you can put a frog in a pot and just gradually raise the heat and they'll die. They won't jump out because they just get used to it. Yeah. It's great. But, it's a great metaphor. But somebody had to do that for real. Oh yeah. They had to kill the frog, which is really sad. Would you eat frog? I've, I, I don't really enjoy how it tastes, but uh, mm. I guess I would eat frog. Yeah, sure. Yeah, there's there's no some frog hanging out. frogs. So moral objection to pig, semi-moral objection to people, cats. I'd never eat a cat. That's I have no respect for cats. Sorry, I know. Would I'd you like, eat a cat? I just think it'd be gross. Like I can't imagine it tasting good either. Yeah. I mean, I guess they do that in other countries. They eat cats. I mean, if that's all you got and you're hungry, like you should right. eat the cat. Right. Well, and but I couldn't do it if it was my friend. Like, well, yeah, I, right. Like I own a dog and love my little dog and and. and you don't bring your little dog around. Why don't you bring your little dog around? I don't. I guess mics? I should. I this should. is a du- mutiny radio. Is a dog friendly place. That's true. I should. I might come by the mic tonight, and so. Uh, oh, there you go. Trisha I could, Manfis, I could, Oblivion. I could bring her. She's a b- big fan of comedy. Oh, that's great. Great sense of humor. Well, it's a tiny dog, though, right? Yeah, she's like nine and a half pounds. Yeah, my cat is bigger than your dog. Yeah, yeah. And my cat is getting <laughs> old and sickly, and he's still bigger than your dog, <laughs> which is uh, so. Cats are bad. Dogs are good. Wouldn't eat a dog. Wouldn't eat a. If you won't eat a pig, you won't eat a dog. Yeah. No. I don't. I. I. You wouldn't eat your dog. Yeah. I don't think I'd eat a dog. I'd hope I wouldn't. Horse. I'm not against eating horse against, in principle. Yeah, yeah. I'm not either. I'm a big fan of the new weird red meats, the emu and the ostrich. I haven't had them. Really good. Tastes like burger. All right. But it's but it's a, but it's big a dumb bird. bird. Big dumb bird. <laughs> big dumb bird. 
I don't know, I was vegetarian for 13 years and it's one of the only regrets I have in my entire life. Wow, that's funny. I have like a great respect for vegetarians in part because I don't think I have the willpower to, to be one. Like I've tried and I'm like, oh, I made it two meals. It isn't awesome. really willpower. It's more just like pretension. <laughs> well, it, it depends what angle you're taking it from. But yeah, it can be pretension. Yeah, but. it's like, I'm just never, well, and that's how I started when I was like in junior high. I was like, I'm never eating meat again because I am a vegetarian now and I love all animals. But um, it just gave me a really great reason to fight with my parents every day. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you can't change me. I'll never eat meat. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. It's it, that shit's delicious, though. I'm. Oh yeah, I I'm a big fan. <laughs> I, I watched a documentary recently about uh, animal factory farmed. Well, basically, so they make these three people. This lady who's a vegan, she wants to proselytize, but she says. She goes on Craigslist and she gets three people who are like super meat eaters to try to be vegan for six weeks. And she follows them around the camera and she does all these things. And they all become pretty much vegans after it and vegetarians because of when you learn what factory farming in the United States looks like. And like you go through it and you see it or you see it in a movie or you visit one of these farms and you see what's happening. It's like you just don't even want to eat it anymore. Like... Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> Chop, chopping off bird beaks. And, and there's certain food I won't eat anymore. Like, I have a moral objection to... Shark fin sandwich. Right, shark, shark fin sandwich. Shark fin, Absolutely. Uh, stuff. Any of that. Well, any any fast food other than in and out Oh, I've eaten enough fast food to kill a man like a hundred times. I don't touch it anymore. Yeah. What, what made you stop? Back in the day, we did the whole band thing and we were on tour. And so we'd have like two or three meals a day of fast food. Oh, and like, God. it'd make you like, we all just be shitting and fart. Like we don't just be disgusting. Right. And like, you do that for like years and years and years. And it just like weighs on you. And those places are evil. Did yeah. you get fat? I shat a lot. You shat a lot. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm fortunate in that regard. Uh, I would say that if I am for like, let's say I'm driving to LA or San Diego or something and I have to get something on the five. I'm apt to look for A, In-N-Out, oh, yeah. or B, Wendy's. Wendy's? Because with their chicken sandwiches, they use real chicken breasts. Mm. It's not like a composite chicken breast. It's not like a... The bar is, the bar the, is very high. <laughs> the bar is very high. For, well, because all nuggets oh, like, yeah. and, and any like patties that are deep fried, it's so scary Like what weird chicken bits are going. I mean... Uh, it's it's scary what we so you do you have moralistic you just you started with it so moralistic objections to putting things in your body and I mean Some it's serious D sorry <laughs> I actually don't but is that what it's for you're married right I'm married you're yeah. married okay and were, were you with the band when you were married or was yeah. it after no I was not married at the time same same okay. same woman but not married but she just dealt with that you're like yeah like, I can marry this woman because she's dealing with me being on tour all the time oh yeah there was a lot of dealing. Right. <laughs> I mean, how long would your group go? I mean, your how long would your band? You go on leave tour for like for? thirty or forty days and come wow. home. Wow, yeah. wow, and just driving tours, and you were getting, you were actually being paid. You were a paid musician. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was it was fun. It like uh, it's kind of bizarre. It was it, and but why don't you do it anymore? What happened? Oh, it was a combination of like people getting older some of us having kids oh. uh also like 
we we had a tour we lost just like an ass ton of money with like financial crisis right and like a, right. a deal with like levi's that died and like when everything went to shit and we had this tour that, a like, deal a, with that, levi's that like well like basically we had we had like a lot of expenses and it's all the stuff kind of worked out and this really big tour uh plan at least big for us and uh everything went to hell and like people weren't going to shows like even bigger shows and like we lost like so much money wow. and then when we came back what we used to do is we'd go on tour and you come back and you'd do temp jobs and like we could all get like decent paying shitty temp jobs so sure. I've done like a million jobs but like uh, there were no temp jobs like everything was shut down like so we're, like wow. we were just getting on like I had major credit card debt and wow. was like fuck I need a real job and like we all kind of got jobs um, and then still you know play and stuff but how much money did you lose I personally had about 25 grand in credit card debt. What? Oh, yeah. 33% interest? What? Oh, yeah. That won't stress you out or anything. Oh, my God. I have a friend right now who didn't do anything special like that either, but she still has $35,000 of credit card debt Oof. just because of living. Oof. Yeah, well, living's fucking expensive. But, I mean, oh, my God. I've never had credit card debt. That would I, like, morally object to the concept of credit cards. Well, I morally do, just like I morally object to other things I still end up doing. So, you know, it yeah. shows you my uh, decision. Well, you're powers. married and everything. You have to have, I guess, I, life is so different when you're married with money situations. And Oh, yeah. We we weren't married at the time, but like I, I didn't, my wife was my girlfriend at the time, and I didn't let her know. <gasps> and then I had to come clean and be like, hey, like, fuck. Yeah, I'm in 20. <laughs> that my, was some drama, you know? My like, ex-husband uh, didn't tell me till after we'd been married That was some drama, like, oh, man. We'd been married for three years when he said that he had $15,000 in credit Ooh. card debt. And I was like, you have what? That's even more messed up if he you're already married. Me. I didn't we sign any paperwork yet. We I didn't were sign married. anything. It had been three years. We were yeah. selling our first house and we were getting the money that we'd earned on the house or whatever. And he was like, hey, I just want to let you know that uh, I had $15,000 in credit card debt. And I was like, well, let's pay that off right now. That's the first thing we're doing with this money from this house. Immediately, pay it off right now. And he's like, really, you want to do that? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm really bummed that you for... It's not that he didn't. It's not that he lied. He just didn't disclose to me uh, that he had. That counts as a lie, I think. I've, he I, murdered like five women, and, and then, then just didn't tell men. me. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's moralistically, I didn't have that much objection to it because I was like, oh, and we have the money here, so let's just pay it off. Now, if he would have told me that before we had the money to do it, then I would have been stressing and freaking out and like being like, you need to get a second veterinary job to pay off those loans right now. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, Timothy Pizza has joined us. Hello, hello. Uh, we are with David Klein and now Timothy Pizza on Some Call Me Tim here on MutinyRadio.fm. We've pretty much only gone over the concept of moral objections to food. He's trying. David's trying not to eat pork right now because they're smarter I'm than dogs. Because I'm super Jewy. Because not because he's super Jewy, but because <laughs> he uh, they're smarter than dogs and so feels really bad. It's like an that. ISIS thing, really. It's an ISIS thing. They're not smarter than dogs. <laughs> they are. Pigs are smarter than dogs. I've heard about this. They they really are super intelligent creatures. Although I don't understand why they. I guess they only shit on themselves because we don't give them enough space to poop somewhere else. I think all animals, if you give them the opportunity, will poop as far away yeah, from the rest I th- of their I think stuff so too. as they can. So good times. Uh, did you you brought us a new pervert for her? That's exciting. Throw yeah, that on the late it, it, on the on the playlist. It sounded really great when I was recording it, but then when I listened to it in the car, I was like really bass heavy. What did I just do? Bass heavy. Yeah, like exciting stuff where do I uh... Uh, you just download it and then uh, onto that computer and then you'll throw it into the file that says late night playlist well no I gotta put it somewhere first shows right, or the something? desktop or okay. shows yeah shows that's where just just download it and then it'll well, I'll it's, show it's you in there oh okay 
So TV show. Well, good luck. We'll keep talking to David yeah, Klein talking. about uh, all the things. So what other things do you believe in? You said not much. Do I actually believe in? Uh, you have a son, right? I don't have a son. You don't have a kid? No, thank God. Okay. No kids. Bullet dodged. Do you want kids? No kids. Yeah. Just having too much fun. I feel like, like I, I, I feel like if you know there were like robots to take care of them and raise them, which we're not that far away from, like right. robot nannies. Yeah, yeah, sure. Not not like nobody. I mean, like robot, like everything, like a robot society to take right. care of. Them. Yeah, fuck robots, nanny robots. Yeah, your nanny robot and your fuck robot could be one the and whole, the same. It uh, could just keep one for both services. But, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think what else I believe in. Um, but you don't want to. You're what? You're 34. 36. Oh, you're 36. Yeah. All right. So. And your wife's not pressuring you. She's not like, we've, we've had she's some not discussions. like, honey, it'd be great we've, if you we've, could. We've had some debates, some debates, some discussions. I think, you know, we're both, it's a thing we're both kind of grappling with. Right. Do we, you know, procreate or right. uh, not? Do we, do we waste, do we, do we stop our own lives? It, exactly. I mean, really, that's what it is. is once yeah, you have you, a kid that's like, I'm not going to have a life anymore. Yeah. My life doesn't exist and uh, only theirs is important, which is terrible. I don't think people should raise kids that way anyways, because then they become entitled little bastards that are a precious little snowflake and right. I deserve everything. Yeah. And it's like maybe kids, sometimes I won't even look at cute kids on the bus because I don't want them to think that they, anybody can, that anytime they want to interact with somebody that someone will do it. So I just ignore them sometimes. Oh, I, yeah. Just I'm, I'm with you on that. I, if I don't know the kid, then I'm just like, don't mess with me, kid. Don't, yeah, <laughs> don't, don't even, don't, you don't get my attention. You don't get everyone's attention all the time. You can have mommy's yeah. attention and maybe your nanny's attention if she's paying the nanny. But other than that, ain't no one in the world give a fuck about you. Yeah. It's, that's actually a pretty good lesson to learn anyway. I, I think, think so. I think well, and it's that's a hard lesson. Because otherwise we think we're precious little snowflakes and then we become adults and we still think we're precious little snowflakes. And we're like, why wasn't everybody laughing at my jokes? And it's like, cause you're not, you're not you're yeah. funny today. Uh, is that directed at me? No, 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 not you. I haven't seen you perform in a super long I, time. Yeah, I, I, I need, I've been, I've been lagging on my my mutinyness. Uh, well, I should also get out of mutiny. I mean, it's not <laughs> your fault that I can't leave this place. But yeah, I'm, I'm trying to work on a bunch of new material, and most of it is terrible. It's finally coming around, like the not horribly terrible part of it. So oh, that's, that's good. Great. Man, the, the first part of new jokes is always so it, it, awful. It, yeah. It's so awful. It's it, like this is not going to be. Like I know it's not funny. It usually takes me a year and a half to make a joke. Like I'll write it and then it takes a year and a half for it to get funny. So like I had an abortion joke I wrote like two years ago and it didn't work. And this year it's like my bread. It's like my number one. It's like my go-to joke. And I wrote it two years ago and there's a new one. trimester. Yeah. Well, there's a, uh, then there's also another joke that I wrote, uh, two years ago about science fair projects. And it just started working this week. Like it, it takes for some reason it just takes for me like two years and not that I keep practicing it all the time it's like I write it and I try it and it's not funny and then two two years later and all of a sudden I try it again and I'm like oh it's funny now huh. is, it, is it because I'm funnier or is it because the joke was always funny and people just weren't ready for it or I don't I don't understand any probably of it. how my guess is how you say it like yeah you know, that's, timing I hear timings everything that's what I hear right I, I don't know that's what <laughs> uh. So what do you like, or do you want, it's like your belief and dream that you want to be a professional stand-up comedian or do you just do this for shits and giggles? I mean, you had a taste of being on the road as in a band. I mean, is that something you're looking for we as a comedian? used to play together. Yeah. How about that? What used to play, your we bands used shows. to play together? <laughs> the first couple of weeks we were looking at each other yeah. at shows just like, at comedy shows. Yeah, yeah. Just like, who the fuck is this guy? And we played, I think we played the Stork or something. Stork and Bottom, I think. Yeah. On the, the Bottom of the Hill. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. That's funny. It's a small world. Yeah. Yeah. Bands, popular bands. Mm-hmm. How much would you get paid for a gig like that at like Nothing. bottom of the hill? Nothing. Well, it depends. Because we, 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 you guys were we've a little been, bit we've, further. We, we've we been went. paid at bottom of the hill. We've been paid, I think, everywhere from the low end. The lowest we ever got paid was fifty bucks up Ooh. to like twenty five hundred. Oh, twenty wow. two hundred, I think. Wow, we never. The most we ever made was seven. That was like a New Year's show. We did twenty two or twenty five hundred. That was like a big show. A New Year's show, yeah. Um, well, you guys were more accessible than we were. Uh, we were noise stuff, so it was kind of a niche. Niche, yes. Yeah. The <laughs> LA pronunciation. Niche. Um, yeah. I saw a band at Bottom of the Hill once called Holy Fuck, and they were great. Oh, they're so good. They were really good. Yeah, it's a good name. It's good, that's, and they that's were half and, a wolf parade. And they oh, were shit. like, okay, that makes sense. That they they were, were like, they play Bottom Fuck. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah they play Bottom. They get of the great. Hill. They still get great bands in there. Or you look at their their calendar, and it's yeah. just like unbelievable the, the bands that would play there in like the early 2000s yeah shit. it's crazy stuff it's i mean i mean this used to be a big music town san francisco yeah. i don't i don't know what kind of town it is anymore <laughs> i don't understand i mean i know that there's all of these different things that one can do at night i just happen to be doing comedy now but there's there's people that are really fucking into music still and they do that that's like they just go out every night and see shows i think it's cool once you're there uh, just the idea of getting up and doing it kind of just sucks to me um I don't really listen to a lot of music anymore, though. Neither do I. Yeah. But you were in a band. That's so funny. You make music, but you don't listen to it. I listen to my music. <laughs> but, um, exactly. There's no time to listen to other music if you're making your own music. Yeah. Um, I was uh, lucky enough. My buddy graced me with an 8-track uh, sound card so I can start producing songs again. Oh, nice. boy. Instead of just playing live and then just having one track. Ooh, one track is scary. I love I love one take. I'm a fan of one takes. I love one takes. Yeah, but you can't. One takes are great; they're my favorite too. But you can't like the guy that gave me the thing. I was like, "Oh, let me pay you back for this." He's like, "Just make me a song." So he said, if he liked it, that he may, um, you know, put out a digital release or something. That's so nice. I'm trying to make a song. I don't know if I should pander to his label or just do what I want to do. Never pander. Do both. Yeah. Do both, David. (laughs) Do do you? Why don't you? You played guitar, so why don't you? Why didn't you become a musical? stand-up comedian why didn't Ooh. you decide to bring up the guitar and that only works if you got tits no it's not true. <laughs> uh drummer comedian aaron barrett did a gotcha. song once called vegetarian and where's he now that's yeah i know now he's well <laughs> he just came off like, he this? just came off tour with death angel as their drum tech actually yeah, but not as a comedian but not as a comedian. I, I, oh no he said he was doing jokes in between the in between he, the like doing soundtrack and stuff yeah yeah because he had to do soundtrack or maybe I made that up in my brain no no, no, no I'm sure he did uh, but he has a song called Vegetarian and it's it's a cover of Metallica's oh, I've heard this. Sanitarium and it's very funny Vegetarian <laughs> leave me be Vegetarian just leave me alone anyways why don't you why didn't you become uh, a musical comedian uh I think one of the great things about comedy is how stripped down it is. You know, it's like a guy or a woman or something like that with just the microphone. And I think that's great. And uh, I don't know. There's a like the music can be a crutch, too. Mm -hmm. And I don't want it to be a crutch. I still um, have a ways to go for to be like competent at comedy. And Uh, and I just think think that. But you've I mean, that the shows you were doing at the Lost Church. Those have been good. They're amazing. They're completely stacked. There's, I think maybe it's different. But like bringing people and being competent at a thing are no. very different and, in my mind. But people laugh no so overlap. hard. You bring the right people that laugh at you. I don't know if you know them or what Yeah, happens, no, it depends. Some, I mean, I mean I, 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 there's varying degrees of like what is or is not competent. 
you know and like i think for comedians at least for me like consistency is, is a big thing and i think the comics that like at least in the bay area i really respect are funny always everywhere even when they're fucking up and i know that i'm all over the place and like uh. sometimes i'm funny and sometimes i'm not and it depends on a lot of factors and you know what sometimes there i was running the brainwash last night uh the open mic my once a month tithing to the brainwash uh, but <laughs> they like give that. me they give me free beer yeah it's and, not a bad tithe it's not a bad tithe and the onion rings were special they, they last fried, night they, they were, they were it was really good uh but there were there were a couple comedians that are female comedians that i wanted to be like one of them keeps trying and trying and i've never seen her be funny and i don't want to say her name but she <laughs> has that, never been. Good that I did. I did it off the. I did it. Off, I, mouthed, I know, but I'm, now I'm, I'm a bad lip reader. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll tell you guys again. I'm just not in the microphone. That's fair. But I've never. I don't know why, and she comes from far away too, and I'm like, she's spending gas, and I'm just like, you believe, you still believe in yourself. I know who you're talking about. You still believe. How is that? You like, believe. But is I mean, she but that's young? what the show is Maybe about. it's a thing that like later um, when she's no. older. Or no. something will happen. I don't She's know. just like know. overly confident and smug. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I'm, I just. Is she, it the one that was here when? It's I not was the here? one. It's not the one you think who has a show here. Not oh, that okay. person. Although she's very similar, and I haven't seen her necessarily. Be, and she made me play her show last week that she recorded after um, Comedy Clubhouse ended, and they, she, and. Uh, her guest George bagged on me so hard oh, me. and Jonathan the whole on time your, and I had to own, be here to play on your own station right I know I, I mean they were Mute drunk me. or whatever but I was like <laughs> I was like well I mean it's your show I just thought it didn't have a lot of tact that they recorded it after my show without asking me to play it the next day she just expected that I would be here at two in the afternoon to play her show and I did it but um, I was like boy you have expectations that you didn't check out before like but I served her expectations. I came here at two in the afternoon and I played it. Yeah. But then I sat here and listened to it, and I was like, "Well, that was kind of b- like not that was a that was a way to, for you to tell me things that you wanted to tell me without telling me, but have me be here and listen to it." I was yeah. like, "Oh, that's yeah, kind of so cool. weird, but whatever. I believe in myself enough. I'm not concerned." But the concept that there are people that and this is this is a question like the delusion of self that you. When do you know that you're good at something and that people that you love or that aren't just being nice to you or that you aren't deluding yourself thinking that you better that you're better that you than you are? Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Like where's the line between like I believe in myself cuz I can do comedy or or is it just that you say I love doing comedy and I have no other expectations other than performing uh, every once in a while? I mean, I, I think part of it is like the audience. If, if if people are laughing at you, people you don't know, people who probably wouldn't other under other circumstances think you're funny, or people if you know they they don't, or the best is if you know they don't want to laugh at you and you get them to laugh. Like, th- I think that's that's a pretty good sign. Um, yeah, that's that's tough. Do you have moments where you're just like, I'm quitting? No, I haven't. I haven't had a quitting. I my, my really my, you haven't had a quitting. My I've had. Mine's been more. Let me take a step back. I did comedy briefly, like 12, 11 to 12 years ago wow. for like, in San Francisco, but for like eight months. Right. And I was the worst comic who's ever lived. Like I was, the, I was like, I remember doing like the brain. Like I, I, you did the very well. Oh yeah. That's so, so great. Bad. Oh like so bad. I like, I, I don't even want to thank God. I don't How bad it. was yeah, it? it the, whatever you think is the worst comic ever was me then. Really? So I have some, uh, I guess, I empathy. Like four people. Dude. I'm sure you were. Not I don't know. I, I didn't have any 
like, I don't know. I was like my, I was just so fucking thought I was funny and I was the least funny human ever. Did you do dirty tricks? Did you do what was around back in those days? Were you, were you grinding oh, hard for those eight months or did you? No, it wasn't even, watch? that was in freak. It wasn't like I was doing it oh, okay. often, but like it was an embarrassment to humanity. Really? Um, do you remember any of your jokes from that time? God, you could even do a bit David oh, dude, Klein yeah. horrible comedian no but I found Time I found like notes somewhere and it was oh, like God. it read like just just like the hat it was like terrible wow it was like a uh, yeah you it, should I love to find those and then try and make them funny that might were hopeless yeah I but, gotta I gotta do that. I gotta show we got a show on Sunday I haven't done comedy in months yeah we have a show on Sunday oh yeah to go find some old jokes and resurrect them I would, I'll just go up there and get drunk and wing it. <laughs> wow. See, now that's that's the thing is the only time that I've been... Re- there was one time that I bombed really hard and I was sober. But other than that, my only bombs happen when I am so wasted that oh. I don't remember later performing. Like, I'll be like, I'll walk up to Jonathan and be like, did I go up yet? And he's like, yeah. Once yeah, I, you did. <laughs> once I figured out my weird stage persona, which is probably just my persona all the time, it like gave me the confidence to go up there and just feel like I could just talk and right. still be funny. Um, well, I try to do a combination of uh, um, Ignatowski from Taxi and uh, Brett Pitt from 12 Monkeys. <laughs> so, yeah, a little crazy. Little, <laughs> yeah. Slow yeah. crazy. Yeah. Slow yeah. crazy. Yeah. I do, I do remember thinking about quitting now. I remember it. Okay, it was cool. actually not that long ago. It must have been like eight months ago I did a show at... To the Sally Tomato show. Oh, up in San, up and, uh, in Santa Rosa like with Tony Sparks. Pretty easy room. Great audience. You have like 100, 100 people or whatever it is. Santa and they want to be there for Yeah, the my comedy. wife's family's from there, so like 20 of them came out. Oh. And I had one of the most horrifyingly awful sets <laughs> like that one could have. Wow. 10 minutes of like almost pure silence. Oh, no. No, and not I made with like your a, family I made there. like a terrible joke of this like really dumb joke about... Like if rappers had instead of rappers having beef with each other, like what if other professions had that happen, like trappers, and like I mean, it's an okay joke. It's like a, it's so many trappers. puns. It's like really yeah. dumb and, and like kind of juvenile. Puns. And uh, like I did it after the set. Some guy came up to me. He's like, "Well, you know how trapping really works." I'm like, "Oh my god, I got a fucking trapper in the audience." And it was like it was the wrong jokes for the wrong audience, and I did a terrible job on top of it. And I kept like intimating that the audience were like all like skinheads and I was like oh yeah white power I get it like every time I made a joke that was like I thought they didn't get it was it was the worst idea ever. it was terrible it was an awful set and thank god I was able to come back and not have that happen but that was bad I remember leaving there and yeah yeah I I had somebody for making an Eskimo joke racist yeah they call me racist uh they're like yeah you know they're actually called Inuits I was like I don't know what that is um I had a guy try to leave accost me and say that he was going to leave because I was dressed up as a cheerleader for the um, football, the big Super Bowl football, and it's where the guys talk over the game, but then during the commercials, they have the commercials. It's at the Roxy Theater. And I was dressed as a cheerleader, and I did cheers in between. And without any context, I just went up and I went, put those nails in my hands, we'll all go to the promised land. (laughs) Uh, Yay, we all get 12 mansions in heaven. And then I did, give me a Give me a J or give me a K. Give me an I. Give me an L. Give me an L. Who do the Jews kill? Jesus. <laughs> and I'm like jumping up and down. And this guy comes up to me at the break and he's like, I'm about to leave. I am so offended. I am so utterly and I am a Jew 
and I feel like right now I, I, I want to stop this whole thing. I want to yell at everybody in this room and tell them that you need to leave and that you're inappropriate. And I was like, sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. Well, it's a Jesus joke. wouldn't have handled it that way. Uh, he would have right. forgiven you. Right. But he was, he was a Jewish guy who was upset about the whole thing and he went well, so was nuts. Jesus. Right. Technically. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Communist also good stuff. Yeah. But, <laughs> on your side. But it, I mean, I didn't. I was, but I almost started crying because I was like, "I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. I, I'm, I'm up. I'm wearing a cheerleading costume, and I'm yelling jokes." I remember the first <laughs> time I made a uh, a joke about my mom, and I did it on Twitter. I had been doing it here. Uh, the joke was, uh, it was a one-liner thrown into another bit. It was, uh, I know what bad sex sounds like. I was raised by a single woman. Right, right, right. <laughs> and then you go into that, shoot it, shoot it. Yeah. Or no, it's after the, it's the tag after the shoot it, shoot it joke. Yeah, yeah, It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's the cubicle friend. Uh, it's, uh, listening, like, it's listening to a female watch sports uh, from around the corner. Sounds like bad sex. I mean, I know what bad sex sounds like because I was raised by a single woman. <laughs> And then it's like, you know, from around the corner right here, shoot it, shoot it, yeah, come on, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it, no, 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 you idiot. And then I'm like, yeah, it's like I have PTSD from every sexual experience I've ever had. So I go on Twitter, because I started getting a cool Twitter following, and I just tweeted the one-liner, I know what bad sex sounds like, because I was raised by a single woman. And then uh, some. My mom decided to Google me that day. <laughs> oh, oh, that's. Oh my god. That sounds always no. bad. Yeah. Well, you're. Well, yeah, because your name is pretty though. distinct with the, with the no, pizza part. No, that's but terrible. No, thank God on the East Coast, uh, somebody named Timothy opened up a pizza place called Timothy's Pizza. <laughs> so that's. I mean, I'm still in the lead, but of you know at the top of the Google search, but um, I. Uh, um. Well, your mom. Something yeah. about your mom. Yeah. Yeah. The microphone. Good. Oh, we were gonna roll a blunt. That's nice. Somebody, yes. somebody rolled a blunt on this board what? the other day. On the actual soundboard. And I, because I came in here yesterday. I came here on on Monday Stupid. to do joke workshop, and I was like, "There's tobacco all over the board." Seriously, like you guys. I mean, it's not. I mean, I know it feels like a clubhouse, but you know, use the piece of art backing paper and <laughs> it's art. It and you know. What is art, Pam? I, she's, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> well, that's a good question for you. Do you feel like comedy is yeah. art? Do you feel oh, like absolutely. you're... Oh, Because so, you, you used to be like... People would say, well, you're a real musician. Like, that's an art, and we can all agree upon it. But there's no... And you can get a master's degree or even a PhD in music, but you can't get one in comedy. Therefore, does that negate it as a... I, I don't I think there's a, a correlation. When you're done. I don't, think there's a, I don't think there's a correlation between the degree and whether or not it's art. Between education. And, but it's when it's when society values the art that they put it into the schooling so that they're teaching it. But com- so like, a comedy is a, comedy is a highly valued form of communication and or art in certain... Once it reaches a certain level. Like at a right. certain level of operating when someone is at Louis C.K. level or someone like right. that, you're going to get people viewing you as someone who is doing interesting work for lack of a better word right um okay so my fault uh, are you finished sure okay <laughs> so finished? um when <laughs> Shoot. I, Shoot. I was in a band and i'd been on stage um and i would watch my roommate coming into comedy uh, like stand-up comedy i'd never really been that into it um except for you know like the greats that you know your parents make you watch or whatever but i was never like oh this is something i need to follow up on but then my roommate got me really into um, Mitch Hedberg and Richard Pryor. Uh-huh. And then I was kind of sold on it. 
And then I started thinking like, oh, I thought I was a badass because I do rock and roll. But comedy to me was like the scariest thing in the world because you're up there with no, um, with nothing to hide behind. You don't have your band. You don't have your drummer to correct you if you fuck up on guitar. Um, nine times out of ten, unless there's some dork in the crowd that plays music, nobody's going to know you fucked up. Um, no one knows if you fucked up. And unless you really fucked you up. You work <laughs> so much harder to be funny, and it's so much harder to get a result, but it's so much harder to get laid when you're a comic. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not uh um, yeah, so w was that kind of a thing for you when you were making the transition from music to comedy? Did you get any of that? Like, oh, I, I, all that strange went away. No, I didn't know that the, the the sex part. No, but that's no, exactly, no. I just mean that the the, the was, fear of like com was, was comedy single. like an unattainable, like scary oh. thing to you? Oh, got it. No, I. Uh, I always so I'd like comedy's the thing I've always like I, I it's oh, that was your number well, one well, it's weird like I had a comedy magazine in elementary school I had a comedy magazine in middle school I had a comedy magazine in high school I had a comedy magazine in college and what, a briefly thing online magazines exist? just just print it was all like print stuff like for print but in college I got some funding I like fought my way for funding from a nonprofit and like we did a quarterly like zine and it was we it was okay that's um, really cool and so I've always liked writing comedy I've always wanted to and I've always like even when I wasn't doing stand up I was writing screenplays and all sorts of nonsense and then. Uh, the band thing sort of like I never expected the band thing to be big enough that it would be a job it just kind of happened mm -hmm. and then I was like oh like I quit my real job and went and did the band thing for a while and oh, that's awesome. it was also awesome. I, I wasn't expecting it but it wasn't and this is and I have no regrets but it wasn't it wasn't what I'd planned to do it's somewhere I'm, I'm like I want to do comedy in the back of my mind like for since I was a little kid oh okay so you didn't start out as a rocker guy you started out it just it just happened yeah okay yeah. to me it was always like oh man I wish I could get up there and just talk like that um, and uh, I was terrified too. But then when my band broke up and I still wanted to perform, I would sneak off into <laughs> and go to OMG. Why wouldn't you just? Yeah. I mean, uh, that, 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 it begs the question: Why not <laughs> do OMG. instead of comedy? Why not do like karaoke? If you got, if you want to perform, I not sing. <laughs> well, karaoke, you don't have to be you able to sing. Always rock karaoke. Singing, the uh, ability to sing is not what karaoke is well. about. Well, no, but it's like that's the thing is that. Karaoke is just putting your insides on the outside, and the harder you try, the more you succeed. And it's great because you don't have to have your own words. You just have to entertain the people. I think it's the easiest and purest something, art, not art is the wrong word, activity where an, a non-artist can feel like a performance artist. It, or You know, it's like... It's like it, Halloween. It becomes, right. <laughs> yeah, but it becomes, it's like... Some people are afraid. Now, I love to perform, and I've always loved to perform. But for some people, that's like super scary, or they hate it, or they don't feel confident enough. Yeah. And I think karaoke is the gateway performance drug, because you just have to try real hard. No matter what you do, even if you like, I've done like death metal songs, like, like you know, death metal Fergie or whatever. And it's because <laughs> it's entertaining that people watch it, not because it's good. And isn't that why people watch? Com I mean, some comedy people will laugh really hard at, and it's not good but it's entertaining or it's not it's not like funny haha -ha, it's like funny you know when it almost becomes an act out becomes so uncomfortable that you're like you laugh and you think like wow wow Brady Hold yeah. is a good example of that he yeah can do, he can be uncomfortable yeah so is Aaron Barrett when he would do the kitty thing oh yeah one two three four relax 
four or five fingers in the ass. Now you're a fisting. <laughs> Who better to learn out fi- about fisting than from a puppet? Uh, I actually, he's quitting comedy, so I get to steal all his jokes. Oh, look at that! And because um, he told me years ago when we used to date, I was like, "When you quit comedy, I get all your material." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, fine, whatever." So every time I see him now, I'm like, "Have you quit yet?" And he's like, "Pam, if you want to do the jokes, you can do the jokes." He's like, "I'm not doing the jokes. Do the jokes." I have to start a will. I'll leave my jokes to you, Pam. <laughs> yeah, I know your jokes. I know the majority like, of your you jokes. Don't, yeah, you got them. No, already. no, I know. With the well, it's the it's the you have to know that the raccoon is a gaze and the and the. And that the, I'll write, and I'll, that I'll the giraffe no- is a tower, uh, because then it goes into the whole: Would you rather get a handjob from a raccoon, or would you rather give a handjob to a giraffe. a giraffe? But the thing is, eye contact. You have to maintain eye contact, yeah. which is great because three, three or more raccoons is a gaze. Yeah. It's just so funny; it all works together. Anyways, I don't have any of your jokes memorized, David. I'm sorry. You don't I, come around here. I enough. wouldn't expect you to. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would. I, I usually, really would not. I have like one joke from every comedian that I try to like. I wanted to have like a show where I just did I pulled someone out of a hat I was so comedians and I do their that. jokes I was, that would be I was fun. gonna I like try that and rig it somehow idea. that I got Joe Gorman oh that's funny oh I love Joe Gorman I can <laughs> yeah. definitely do yeah, Joe I get, Gorman I mean, doesn't, you don't even know, need to know his material yeah, are you ready for the most mind blowing comedy that's ever happened yeah I look <laughs> yeah. like a child star turned I porn addict I big dog yeah <laughs> <laughs> I laugh whenever that guy talks I, I do too he's been in it for like 11 years now he's so funny yeah he's he's fucking funny Forever. Um, We're going to ignore that because I think it's sweet Gail and we just don't even want to talk to her. That flashing light means that someone is calling us and it's usually sweet Gail. She usually calls in. She doesn't listen uh online. That's a problem. problem. She doesn't listen. She has no idea. She just wants to talk to somebody. And so I'm just not in the mood right now. I get it. We should just buy her an Alexa. You have to be ready to do those things. What's an Alexa? Like Like a fuck robot? Buy her an Alexa? It's like... The 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 like the third or fourth Alexa will probably be have a vagina. But it's a is it a it's a friend that it, it's a it's like a little a box and friend. you just go like hey Alexa uh, play some Rolling Stones and then it does that or you could be like hey Alexa give me a recipe for chicken soup or you could just be like hey Alexa uh, tell me a story and it'll tell you a bedtime story. Shut up. Yeah. Is it it's like Siri but nicer? My girlfriend has one. Yeah, I fuck with it all the time. I ask it weird questions and like sometimes I stump it and it'll say something really bizarre. No, um, I can't remember what I said, but uh, I got her saying something really funny. I mean, um, what if happens if you ask for a blowjob? Does she call up a prostitute for you? I think she says that sounds like a you problem. Oh, it sounds like a you problem. That's really it's cute. really aggressive. Yeah. It's really aggressive, Alexa. Yeah. I, I can't imagine having a little computer friend. It's like that movie Her, where he falls in love with his operating system. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Terrible. And then he gets jealous because she's other people's operating systems. <laughs> Was that Spike Jones? I did that. Spike Jones, probably. It was uh, Joaquin Phoenix yeah, and Scarlett Johansson's voice. She's like the voice of everything now, <laughs> including appropriation of Asian culture. Is that is she? Is she, new, is she a new? Is she a new voice? Was she Mulan? Uh, no, she wasn't the, Mulan. Uh, what should we call a movie that just came out? The Great Wall. Was she in the Great Wall? No, 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 not the Great no, that Wall. That was Matt Damon. That, <laughs> that wasn't Scarlett that Johansson. Was Matt Damon. Confusing though it is though. But Scarlett uh, Johansson and, the, and Matt Damon are the, different people. Ghost in the Machine. Yeah. Ghost in the Shell. Shell, one of the two. I can't remember. I wonder if that shell's candy coated. (laughs) Well, I I loved both of them. Ghost in the Machine and Ghost in the Shell are old anime. That's what they're based on. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, she has huge boobs because all anime characters do. Yeah, that's true. That's true. She is is proportionally correct for, for those shows. Right. Cool. Do you believe... What else... What are other things that you... So, you wrote for comedy newspapers. You wrote... 
what, what else is your what are your other dreams you don't want to have kids you just you just want to like, like what's the what's the ultimate like ultimate. if you were you were like this is what i really want oh, uh, like, what do i would you want? love i would love to have my own sketch comedy show oh. like to actually have the funds to film it because i have like a trazillion sketches and most of them are way too elaborate to even film on the cheap so i have to like think about how to dumb them down not wow. dumb them down make them less elaborate do you have like, a camera I do have a camera. Dude, I got a really dumb scene we could shoot. See, all right, there we go. See, I need to shoot some, yeah. Like, because, like, you have, to, you have to earn the right to shoot a scene that's complicated. Right. Because even a dumb, even a simple scene just takes forever. It's hard. It's, it's just not easy. And I'm not that good at it. Uh, yeah. Can I pitch it? Pitch it away. Pitch away. Exactly. Pitch away, babe. Okay, so the scene would be... I hate it! The, the actors would be me and Zach Wiseman. I love Zach Wiseman. And we'd be... It would be a tight shot of us sitting at a small table with, like, a chessboard. And Zach would have checkers pieces, and I would have chess pieces. And we'd be playing some idiotic game that just made no sense. And we'd be, you know, calling each other names the whole entire time and, like... I would do something with my chess piece and be like king me, just like fucking up all the rules whatsoever. And then uh, I'm not sure how it would get to it, but I think maybe the camera would pan out and we'd be in a loony bin and somebody would look to another guy and be like, what the fuck are those idiots doing? And they're like, oh, they're playing chesskers. <laughs> <laughs> I do love puns. Yeah. I mean, okay. it would just be it's a it long way to go for a pun. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I, but that's, yeah, that's really straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a scene and it's got a joke, so... Yeah, that's like but 90% of it. You want to do I'm sketch comedy like that's like a scene. You don't want to be like, hey, we're at Mutiny Radio and no. we're going to do an improv sketch. Not improv. Like, no, no, no improv. improv. Like written, like beat for written, beat. Written, right. Like, yeah. But like so you could do Saturday Night Lifestyle where it's just, it happens, it's rehearsed, and then you one take it. God, that sounds like a nightmare. But that's but yeah. easier because then you don't have to deal with the filming. Do you know what I mean? And if it's a one take thing like a Saturday Night Live type of sketch where you... Per- practice and practice and practice and then do it then you can scale down on props and sets and just kind of have everybody make believe what's going on like you're using the you're using the guise of theater and saying it's a live sketch but we're recording it so that you can get away and make things more simple but then you still have to but then you have to get people to rehearse yeah everything's hard like yeah that's well i used to i used to own a theater company and so i used to do full-scale plays and it used to make me crazy because and i try to really scale down my set and my costumes my props because i was doing everything but the worst thing was scheduling rehearsals. I had a, a play with 14 characters and a bunch of different scenes and there were, I mean, just getting everyone's schedules together. You understand, you're in a band. Oh yeah, no. so but like, like five girlfriends. Finding, yeah. finding the rehearsal yeah. space, finding the time, making sure that all the people, so you have to have enough rehearsal before you do the runs and all the stuff. And it's like, people don't want to invest that kind of time, I feel like. You anymore. can't blame them. No, you can't blame them. They have to really want to act to, yeah. to invest all that time. In. I think once money's involved, they take it more seriously, though. But, but the amount of money even, adds up so fast. Because if you're to, to if you're in people. rehearsal for three hours, like even if you do something, maybe you're really, really good and everybody memorizes ahead of time and your blocking is really quick. And let's say you rehearse for a week and then you do it at the end of the week. That's still going to be what? Let's say even small time, like two hours a week for t- for five days, which is 10 hours. Getting people to donate, even if you pay people, I don't know, 20 bucks at the end that comes out to two dollars an hour right for their time and they don't i mean you have to really love it 10 hours of your time i I mean i don't know maybe it's different because i'm an adult now and when i was a kid i didn't care so much about time time, yeah Yeah, well i mean back to circling back to what we were saying before about credit card debt that's why (laughs) uh 
I have stopped doing stand-up comedy because I took a writing job that pays me a little bit, so I feel like I'm actually getting something for my time. Um, because I am in not not I'm almost out of my hole. Are uh, you really? No, I mean I still got like another year and a half, but I'm seeing the end of the tunnel. In my twenties, I. Uh, That's really exciting. Congratulations! To yeah. I remember when you first started saying like, "I'm going to do it. I'm going to get out from my debt. I'm going to budget. Yeah. I'm going to make these choices." That's great. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't wait. You did it. You dug yourself out, and you didn't yeah. even have to do. I have a friend who's thinking about going for bankruptcy and she only has $35,000 of debt. I took a super corporate job, which I was lucky to get and I lived really cheap and, uh, it sucked. How much did your, (laughs) how much was your wedding though? Did that put you in the hole or did her parents pay for it? Um, we paid for about 25%. Okay. She paid, her parents paid. Our wedding was kind of, kind of pricey yeah nothing crazy i mean by nothing nothing really crazy but just like weddings like we did we tried to things as cheap as we could like we found a place where we could like in grass valley like get the, the it was like a not legal property right right and like we we like tried to cut every possible corner like my band was the band that played yeah that's so and, like, funny we we but it's just you know you, you have but my wife's family's huge so we had like 200 people oh so like God. doesn't matter what you do that's gonna add up it's still we twenty thousand. I did. i went to bernal heights collective it was amazing though and, and did their four dollar joint thing and bought like a hundred joints and so we had a bunch of or 80 joints so everyone had joints that's so sweet so that was just fun yeah. uh, also interesting chat with the family in grass valley so uh, appropriate yes in grass valley oh the but uh yeah that that was uh but still 20 grand probably and that's inexpensive for a wedding these days that's like it's nothing insane it's yeah. so insane the oh. wedding industry is oh sorry Yes. And, uh, for April Fools, my girlfriend told her parents in Atlanta that we got married, and then we're taking, <laughs> that's not cool. And then we're taking a trip to Monterey uh, next week, so we're gonna do like photos out there to that's make it so look like we're on our funny. honeymoon. She is his girlfriend is so funny. She had him scared in the beginning because she lied about her age and said that she was older. She tried she to she scare him. With it. She said she was forty nine. Yeah. Wait, and, and she, how, how old is she? Thirty five. Does she look older? No. No. Good answer. But 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 uh, like that's crazy. Did you believe her? And she's like, I'm 49. You're like, no, damn, I you didn't look believe good. her for like a week. But then I was <laughs> she, sitting there. Um, she's so funny. I was sitting there with my drum machine. She's like, What are you doing? And I'm like, Oh, I found this uh, book of um, drum beats from 1987. And she goes, Oh yeah, that was a great year. I was 18 years old. Yeah, yeah, you know. Great. Sorry. Um, yeah, there's a little bit of that, but there's like the R&B ones are the best. Okay. Um, and uh, she's like, oh yeah, I was 18 years old then. The music was so great. And I was like, I know out. math, bitch. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, she's 49. And then... Um, she's so clever and funny. And then I bailed on her because I was so freaked out about it. And then I went over to Tom Bridgman's house and Tom was like, dude, you got to just fucking go feel this out. So what if you have a 49-year-old girlfriend? She's great. Just go. So I go to her birthday party. She's fucking pissed at me. She had told her older brother... Um, that I had ghosted her the day before and uh, he pulls me aside and he's like not gonna like be violent or anything but he's being tough and he's like hey don't be mean to my fucking sister man and I'm like what are you talking about he's like don't be mean to my fucking sister and I'm like I'm like, how the fuck can you say that to me? He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'm like, you lied to my face for a day and a half. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, oh, 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 hey, little sis. Or, uh, uh, hey, little sis, calling her little sis for a day and a half. What the fuck was that? And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Ah, and I'm like, this story. and I'm like, you called her little sis, man. You're still calling her little sis. You're fucking lying to me right now. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, she's fucking 49. 
And uh, he just like gets this look and just gets up and walks away. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, then she comes back over and she's like, you really believe in me? That's why you didn't come over yesterday for dinner? And I was like, yeah, I was freaking out. And she's like, I thought you knew that was a joke. I'm like, I did for like the first six times you told me. Ah! <laughs> That's weird. She seems great and weird. Yeah, which, yeah which she's is super good. great. That is, that, it's crazy. Uh, have you... Do you are you really honest with your wife? Are there yeah. certain things you're super super honest? Yeah, you always have been. Always do. Did the other guys when they were on tour, if they had girlfriends, would they fuck around? Like if no, you were like on tour, I gotta say, like everybody was real straight arrows about that. Huh. Better for worse. Cool. <laughs> cool. No, you that's, guys all no, it's great. Together I mean, into one giant bird monster. One giant, <laughs> one giant bird monster. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now it was. It was fun. Yeah. But you, you're really honest. You guys are, you really feel like you, is that like the cornerstone of your relationship? Like, teach us. How long have you, you've been with her for a really long time? Like 14 years? 14, 14 years. years. A really long time. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So you were like 20? Uh, I was 22 when we met. 21. 21, because it's not been 14 years, I guess. It was 21. Wow. That's crazy. crazy. Yeah, That's crazy. it's fucking nuts, dude. And did you ever, like... Uh, you didn't like play weird games. You'd not like you weren't like I'm not gonna call you because it just all worked from the beginning. You're like no, I'm no, like it's, you, a, it's you a relationship. Like Every relationship is like an uphill battle. Like right. parts of like the touring stuff was rugged on the on life. Like that's a lot of traveling. It's a lot of time apart. It's a lot of cash stripped times. It's, right. it's it's all that you know. Right. Uh, and any relationship of any length is is tough. Fuck, a relationship for like five weeks can be hard. Like <laughs> if just, you're just, in just high hard, school, it's just hard. No, just hard in different <laughs> ways at different phases. Like every phase is di- hard in a different way. Right. I can't. I can't even. The the first week, six weeks of a relationship are like the best part. <laughs> the best. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> uh, it's. I mean, because I've been in one now for. We're coming up on four years here. Okay. And. Uh, that's a long. That's a long time. That's a long time for San Francisco. That's a long time. Yeah, yeah in life. That's in good. In life. Yeah, sure. You guys got like a degree in fucking each other, right? Or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. I forgot how nice it was to have. A, I've been having one in like seven years. I forgot how nice it is. That's so refreshing to hear you. Say yeah. That. Usually after a relationship, the first like <laughs> during the during there's a first three month thing if you've been single for a long time, that then you freak out and break up because you're like, I remember what it was like to be single. I loved being single. As opposed to, yeah, this relationship thing really has its perks. But now it's like I see girls and they like might be pretty or something, and then I immediately see them whining about something <laughs> or like telling me something I don't care about. But like with my girlfriend, I'm always interested in what she has to say because she's so bizarre. Um, are yeah, you, no, are really women cool. overwhelmingly whiny? What's the main? I mean, you're both off the market, but like, <laughs> what are the worst? female characteristics that exist that you would say like gender spectrum gender spectrum gender spectrum uh, girls who say yeah. I'm the one br- I'm the Here one my talking points here you know yeah. okay so <laughs> this one has two points uh, girls who say literally constantly uh, and then girls who say literally incorrectly uh-huh. um, I cannot stand whatsoever um Anti-disestablishmentarianism. How do you feed yourself? Oh no, that's irregardlessly. Whose joke yeah. is that? Irregardlessly, uh, irregardlessly. How do you feed yourself? You know. You know oh, my, it's Roman Leo. You know, no, my favorite is a disirregardlessly is a is a triple negative. Wow. That's I don't I can't think of another one. Disirregardlessly. Wow. That's a Kellyanne Conway thing to say. I think. Yeah. Who's that? She's the one of the people in the. She was the campaign manager for Forty Fives. Yeah. And like uh, I don't know, she just does really cute stuff. She, um, 
Just started drawing all my jokes. Oh, that's nice. Oh yeah, I showed you the pigeon one. Puberty, puberty she will, pigeon. She's, I mean, she she has his girlfriend does cool things. Like yeah. she's trying to draw every day a different picture, oh, that's cool. and so she has things to do. You, what is um? So what are the terrible things about women? Just. I mean, most of the terrible things about women are like the terrible things about people, which is that they're typically people are horrible and selfish and don't really actually care about anyone else. Does, uh, she, does she hover over you while you're building furniture? <laughs> oh, I don't build shit. I was not talking my wife there. I don't use my hands for anything. I, 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 if it's not a word I, or a sound, I don't have any skill with it. Like, that's wow. true. Like, I don't fix things. I don't touch things. I don't like fuck with anything. I learned two things. Really? Nothing above it. It's like, I'm, t- I'm terrible at it. Like, you have no idea. You wouldn't pull out the toilet you wouldn't change the wax ring on the... That's just not going to happen. No, no. I'll, I'll, like, you know, fucking change a roll of toilet paper or, like, the right. toilet thing's down. I'll put my hand there. Pull it up. I mean, I okay. can't, like, build things or make things. Sure. Or, fair enough. It's fine. Um, you I, just build good sentences. I know two, like, build, two build relationship savers. Uh, one, if your girlfriend or wife uh, has just gotten home from work and is bitching about work, um, especially another girl at work. Uh, you hit her with your dick, right? No. Yeah. Well, sometimes. But uh, never ever try to fix it or say like, you should have said this or you should have said this. You just listen and agree with whatever the fuck she says. Just go, oh my God, what a bitch. Yeah, that's probably pretty good advice. Yeah, it also works with mother-in-laws. And then um, if she's asked you to do something like clean or do something in the garage or do something or whatever, and she comes in to check on you before she can say anything, you say, honey, I'll be done in 30 minutes. Oh wow, that's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. That's a good one. Yeah, I have to think. Like, it's weird. I t- for for good and bad, I treat women and men the exact same way, and I mean for good and bad. Right. Like, I mean in a way where like you should probably walk a woman home in an unsafe area. Like, I treat a woman like I treat a man for the most part. Like, hundred percent the same in every circumstance, other than sexual. Like, huh? And typically, uh, it's good, but every once in a while, I'll come off like an asshole. But because uh, you wouldn't walk. You wouldn't walk a, a lady home. I mean, I, it's not that I, it's not that I wouldn't, and it's not that I haven't, but it's more like I don't. I wouldn't think about it first. Like right, I, right, I don't right, like. Right. I, I wouldn't, and I wouldn't I, expect. I, but like I'm, I just, I just, just I, I, uh, I don't know. Um, You're into the uh, equanimity. It's not, but that's the thing. It's not. There's nothing good. It's not even equanimity. It's like it's more that like I. People are I, just it's more, people it's more, let, me, let me rephrase it. It's, it's almost more like, I don't like acting differently in any situation in life. Okay. I don't like acting differently in a job situation. I don't like acting differently in, because it takes too much effort. I agree. And, like, and so I don't like acting differently in front of a guy or in front of a woman. And like, that includes things that maybe I'm supposed to do. I don't know. Right. No, I understand that. Uh, so, yeah. but you're not a pot smoker. Oh, I am. Oh, you are. Oh, yeah. So we'll, we'll do you that soon. You know how much weed we smoke together? Yeah, no, I know, but then, <laughs> because I'm thinking though, but like you at your job, you act, you don't smoke pot at your job. No, no. See, but then you, then you act differently because. No, I don't really act any, unless I'm really smoking a lot of weed. I don't act. I just smoke high. weed all the time, so yeah. It's always so I don't, the I don't same. act any, always, I don't act any don't differently act if I'm yeah. high. For the, I mean, like, I, I mean, if I get really high, like anyone else, I'll be, you know, high. This right. is called White Nightmare. White Nightmare. <laughs> wow. White Flightmare. Yeah. yeah, yeah. White Flightmare. Yeah. yeah. Just like in Newark, New Jersey back in the day. It's, it's very... It's like when I went to Burger King and ordered food and then just drove away. <laughs> oh, no. Did you do that? I was too I was too ashamed to go back and get my food. Oh, no. And I've also done the same thing with gas, like walked in and paid for gas and then just left. But that was what? White Widow. That, that was White Widow. That made me do that. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I would never 
look of weed. I would never mis misplace my my weed, <laughs> like I, or misplace money that I've spent because of weed, or like I I'd go back to the gas station and be like three days ago I forgot to pump my gas. Remember me? I paid for the, the give dude, me my gas. I I, used to, I I ordered like delivery from one of those services once, and it it was like little boxes of pre rolls or whatever. It went a bunch of other stuff. Uh, which are a ripoff, by the way, so I should, should not do that. But I opened up the box and it was missing a joint. <gasps> and I, I called the dude. I called the text of the driver and I was like, hey, you're just here. I know this is going to sound like I'm a liar. Like, I'm, I swear to God, this is... And he came back and swapped it out. And I didn't think he was going to come back. Wow. Because, like, it's just, like, the sketchiest sounding thing. Like, hey, man, those drugs you gave me were missing some drugs. Yeah. Uh, but that was white privilege right there. You get delivery through Ease? <laughs> I think it was Ease, yeah. yeah. But I only get delivery through Ease if I'm not at my own house and super lazy and already drunk like that's Good the point. only yeah, time because it's just not it's a great a, the fact that it exists is like a miracle like if you told me when i was like 19 that that was even a possibility like my mind would be blown like everyone else's right, but absolutely. it makes like there's so many good places here to go bernal heights collective um and, and there's so many great places you can go and, was that and one stock up in the trailer that place is good oh I, abasa that's near my house i go there yeah i, I go, go there all the time they, they're not that knowledgeable but they're they have some decent stuff you could walk in there with a dollar fifty they'll find something yeah for they'll you, find though. something yeah. For you. okay that's yeah. amazing yeah 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 i they cater to the to the uh to the everybody, yeah. hey, I, like I, I love all. I love all of the different places. I go to everyone because I like going inside and looking around. And it's like, Absolutely. Well, and um, when your birthday comes up, that's the time. Oh yeah, you, to, you can go everywhere. You, you just keep going to every dispensary, and everyone be like, "It's my birthday," and the least thing you'll get is a pre-roll. If you guys haven't done, I can't have seen there. I highly recommend doing Blake's show at. Um, oh, Urban Farm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the worst audience that's ever lived in one of my what favorite do you, shows. What do you mean? It's just because they're so high. Audience. It's a they're dab They're so bar. high. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you are the greatest comic in the world or the worst. Like they're not going to laugh. The same they're reaction. Be, I've oh, seen really comics oh, that I respect oh. a lot do really good sets to like almost no laughter there, but I just love it because. I don't know. There's so it's it's like training in like a altitude for a marathon. I feel like I that just love so that. Funny. I love that crowd. Like oh they're not going to laugh at me even if I do good. I'm like that's all a right. really great way to I, open. I love it when you do your jokes there and be like, all right, everybody, I'm here. Uh, I love Urban <laughs> Farm. I love your dab bar. Uh, for me, it's like training for a marathon at high altitude. None of you are going to laugh. I'm glad you're all breathing still. It's yeah. good. Yeah. You guys are all going to be okay. Watch out for date vape. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah. I made a really bad pun there once, like about if they're if they're just into doing dabs only a little bit. Are they dabblers? I don't know. Oh, it was really bad. It was so bad. It wasn't your pun is way better. Your date bait pun is way better. You should cover that terrible Sublime song. Oh, that's so funny, yeah. I hate Sublime more than anything in the fucking world. It's pretty My hatred is less than yours, but it's it's still exists. Noticeable. Well, I mean my hatred's sad because I really like Bradley Bradley Knoll. Um, I like the solo album a lot, and I just lived in uh, Chico for too long, and everywhere I <laughs> yeah, went, yeah. that album was blasting. That, that makes sense. So I can't listen. I can listen to the Bradley, Bradley Knoll solo album, um, but I can't even smell Sierra Nevada, Nevada with wanting to barf. Yeah. I mean, I'll drink it. Cause... Henry Weinhardt's I can't smell or drink. Oh, it's it's not even, it's not even like. beer anymore, is it? Yeah. They used to have it at Costco. Oh, I used to have like the summer version one too. Yeah, they had a whole mixed thing and oh, it was cheap. Weird memories. It was like six ninety nine for a twenty four pack or something yeah, at Costco yeah, back it was in great. the nineties. I lived off that shit in college. Yeah, so did I. Scary times. Uh we're wrapping it up, David Klein. Is there anything else you want to leave us with? Uh just that I'm a big fan of Mutiny Radio. And Yay! I appreciate you guys having me. 
Come back anytime. And I'm, I'm booking May right now, so get Ooh, to me yes. if you want. Count me in for something. I love Hell Hat. I love. Yeah, Hell, I'll put you on Hell Hat. Yeah. That's the third. That's the. I guess May nineteenth is the date on that one. It's gonna be. Okay. A lot of fun. I'll add you. I'll add you right now. Yeah. Uh, hey, pervert, fervor. Mm-hmm. You gonna beepity boop your ways with the miggity moogs here? Uh, yes. Yeah, you got it all going up. up. Do it. Do it. Uh, if you ever need to get a hold of me, uh, scream your phone number into a hot dog, <laughs> and uh, I will call you right back. Is that the name of this song today? No, the name of today's song is uh, The Bees Never Left, They're Just Not Into You. Oh, good time.
do every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? If you're like me, you're probably wondering, should I inject bleach into my eyeballs with a needle? Well, that's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. Statistics show that no. No, you should not inject bleach into your eyeball with a needle. Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought or two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> We are Unleash the Rain, and we're coming to you streaming live every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. here at MutinyRadio.fm in the Mission in San Francisco. Because we need more rain in San Francisco. Yes, we're still in a drought here in California, but this is a business show, you silly man. Uh, I was hoping for a rain dance. Well, why, that would be a lot of fun, and we do have a lot of fun on the show. What we do is we help small and medium-sized businesses leverage technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses and make it rain for your business. 
business. Are you sure it's going to be fun if I listen? We are very fun. We're also real world. We are not messing around. We're going to give you the real deal. Cool. So I can send an email to Vincent at Unleash the Rain or Stacy at Unleash the Rain and ask my business question or my yes, technology question? absolutely. Ask us your business and technology questions. We would love to answer those on the air. And then listen to our podcast or listen to us live on and, Tuesdays. And also Tuesdays. check us out on Facebook at Unleash the Rain. Franciski, if you're looking for some delicious late night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter offer, offering you amazing late night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit, it's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk. Come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. This is a story of three strangers hosting an open mic. When comics stop being polite and start getting real. This is the Sick Sad Open Mic. Every Tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m. and every fourth Tuesday as our Sick Sad Showcase. Brought to you by Adrian Villalone, Valerie Vernali, and Katie Carnes. See you there, angsties. You're standing on my neck. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. 
And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for near five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> D fap acid fapping fapping and acid acid fapping fapping and acid fap, yeah, fap, I know fap, we fap, all fap, thought fap, that they the, the, the couldn't but here's the thing right I just want people all I care about now is people sticking to their beliefs if you believe something go fuck it all the way right don't half ass it that's why I think if they want to try to prevent Muslims they want less Muslims in the country fine have the Muslim ban but you have to allow Muslim women to get abortions like that's just no one's talking about the Muslims coming in vaginally like that's straight up <laughs> they're 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 coming here. They're getting they're they're getting citizenship. Like <laughs> if they really believe that shit, that's how they gotta do it, man. I'm sorry. Like that's that's the way it's coming. I'm changing. This whole administration is changing my political beliefs, man. It really is. Like even I'm changing. I used to be big anti-gun guy, like really big. But now I'm not. Like now I think maybe we should have guns, just because I don't want to be the only person like showing up to the revolution with a super soaker. Like that's my. All right, I'm you sorry, guys. That's got to be at the end of our mic, though. That's gonna do nothing against drones. I'm Ian, we gotta cut you off, baby. It's I'm the end of the mic. Va- Valerie, Valerie. It's the end of the mic. Valerie, it's I gotta bump mic. you. I'm sorry. It's the end of the mic. <laughs> I have the power now. <laughs> I, there can only be one.
I'm talking about uh, cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. No, no. This is Tuchel Matos with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> You're listening to mutinyradio.fm. That was the six sad open mic with Valerie and friends. I'm still learning everybody's name. I'm kind of new on the San Francisco scene. My name is David Stolowitz. And stay tuned next for a cult oubliette. Tonight's topic, Satanism. (laughs) Pam had too much to drink tonight. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, why not? Let's jump right into it. Let me just make sure all my mic stuff is working right. It looks pretty good. 